0: to your making it worse we're here we're queer who cares i'm elliot glazer and i'm brent sullivan and i'm h allen scott textual,
1: textual healing.
0: healing oh so this was actually really really disturbing um, LGBTQ plus advocates in Washington state. I-A. After- <laughs>
2: it's so, it's so I funny a. when Brent says LGBTQ plus, like it's a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, look, I just copied and pasted the article. I, it, <laughs> it's great, I just <laughs> love it. Do, just, it really does, <clears throat> it really does fluctuate. Like sometimes it's LGBTQIA plus, sometimes it's just LGBTQ, it's like, the fuck is it guys? Uh, and can we just be chill, like LGBT is like enough, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> LGBT, good luck, good you. luck with that. You. you gotta get the you on there, the unhinged. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, advocates in Washington state are outraged after a string of inspections over the weekend, this was I think what two weekends ago now, it included LGBTQ plus establishments that were cited for how patrons were dressed Now, reacting to the community outrage, the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board addressed concerns in a regularly scheduled Tuesday board meeting. The lewd conduct violations in question were related to clothing that exposed the buttocks and nipples of patrons. Oh, good Lord. Elliot's Elliot's already groaning and moaning. uh, Which is, I guess, exposing buttocks and nipples is prohibited under state law in liquor establishments Uh, And he said, noting in his opinion, that the law should be changed to reflect uh, modern times. Um, This individual further detailed the extent of the inspections, noting that on Friday, um, 10 locations were visited, including two known historic gay clubs. But an Instagram statement from a coalition of nightclub owners and signees expressed their belief that the citations were based on individuals' clothing choices, quote, the absence of violence or liquor-related issues in the citations indicates a concerning focus on targeting queer individuals in queer spaces. Um, I was, it's, and it's there was a, there was a crazy. whole Dan, yeah, there was a whole Dan Savage uh, post about it, uh, sort of trying to, uh, you know. Galvanize and I think I saw a,
2: like a protest, right, or, or like pushback because it yeah. was. I mean, it just seems like a very. It seems very odd for them to raid it, like they're calling them raids. Ten. Like queer spaces, ten queer bars or whatever raided in w- one weekend in Seattle. That yeah. how can the not how can they not be yeah. pointed?
0: It's um yeah. I mean it's it's. I mean I guess to, if I'm being fair that the the guy on that liquor board said they weren't raids. They were inspected. Blah blah blah. Whatever you get it. Um, yeah, I, I'm, that's what they used really to do. That's what because... they used to
1: do back in the day too. They didn't call them raids. They called them like liquor inspections. They called them inspections for right, like all kinds of crazy things. They weren't always raids. I mean, there were raids for sure, but not always.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's in Seattle. It's you know, obviously a progressive city. I'm sure they could change the laws. But Seattle is unique.
1: Too. It's when you, I'm sorry, I just cut you off there one second because like there's all these really fascinating stories about sort of the the. The state of Washington state right now see and some of those politics seeping into Seattle and how the progressive sort of haven that Seattle is, is maybe not what we used to think it is or was and that it is, there are some on both sides radical politics going from the left and the right that are kind of like creating a really sort of wild city.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, well, I I don't know much about the specific local politics, but that it that is definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, showing nipples is 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 citation worthy? I mean, that's outrageous.
1: I mean, um, yeah, free the nipple. <laughs> fully.
0: I mean, absolutely. I guess like one could argue in, you know, exposing buttocks um <laughs> I do butt love that we. That it's arguably like a different is is a <clears throat> little bit uh, more intense, and I I don't think it should be citation worthy. But I could that's a different than exposing nipples. I guess. That's and
2: what wrong. do you think exposing butt like the butt is like go-go dancers? Because I, I would like, assume or so, like or jock jockstraps. straps. I
0: think they said jock straps. Yeah, yeah,
2: like wow, like but that's so odd. Like it's just a very odd coincidence. Like it's an odd situation to happen ten times over. Yeah. Like as a reason to to investigate ten different places, all of us like in one one fell yeah, swoop. Yeah, like it's, it's just wild. It's just weird. It feels like I mean, it does. It does feel like a a really weird, eerie perse- persecution. Well, and yeah. if it is a I citation
1: mean, for like sanitation reasons, the exposed buttocks or whatever, it's like. Well then give citations for people not wearing masks because we presume that people are boosted and that people have the vaccine and all those things but I don't know that so I go out in public without a mask and take the risk of people and frankly I, if someone's in a jockstrap I presume that they've wiped their booty I presume that everything is good <laughs> and it's like that's the like if you're citating for those things maybe maybe do for the mask too just saying
0: You know, this was sort of a, yeah, this was a surprising topic of the week. But it also reminded me, I was thinking back on... Uh, Stonewall, the Stonewall Uprising.
1: What was that like? Were you and... there? You were there, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you, you you could tell me, Alan. You I know you read about it. Uh, you can't turn that joke around
1: after I fully just said you were there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. That is not humor.
0: <laughs> oh, you can't, you. can't multiply you the can't, joke. Oh, you. <laughs> you can't go times two to it. I can. You know what? I can do. I can do whatever I want. You son of a bitch. Yeah,
1: I had it. <laughs> um, uh,
0: that said. It's interesting to think, like, we take Stonewall for granted, which was this you know an uprising of gay men against the police force that, that wait, actually wait, wait. worked.
1: You're gonna get in trouble there because it wasn't just gay men, you're gonna it get in trouble. It was, they were...
0: uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, yes, not gay men. How dare you? Yes. I can, already, Let, well, I can let's just, already read, let's just be I clear. I've already stopped. Marsha listening. P. Johnson and many I other trans and drag
1: artists yes, were yes, there yes. doing amazing things, so yep. it wasn't just, yes, queer yes men. I apologize, yes.
0: yes, yes, I corrected that. and Feel free to send Alan all of your hate, <laughs> and I. I won't read it. Um, regardless, it really is. We take for granted how the the response from the police. I think in our modern times would always be a militarized mm-hmm. uh, suppression of any kind of uprising. Mm-hmm. And I challenge you to think of, uh, you know, a comparable example in which an uprising was not quelled violently by the police in the last, you know, twenty thirty years. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just interesting. I think we take that for granted now that like uh, the LGBT rights movement was kickstarted by this thing that I don't think could happen anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, be, wait. Sorry, because because <clears throat> sorry, I'm I'm a little confused. It, you, you don't think it could happen because the police would not would, would not be able would, to w- yeah respond
0: if, if gay men if if if, if gay people we're pushing back against a police raid the police's yeah. response would be to absolutely flatten that location they would call in uh-huh. as much as many reinforcements and backup as possible such that they don't lose they wouldn't the police don't lose battles of will like that anymore oh i see what you're saying does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah. yeah, it you does. You disagree?
1: No, it does. I think I think I do disagree on some level because I do feel like that there is, and I think this has a lot to do with racism in this country. But there is a difference between the way in which, in modern cities, in big cities now, police will respond to an LGBTQIA plus situation. Let's say, you know, out uh, out or whatever it is the way they respond to that would be vastly different to a way the way they would respond to a black lives matter gathering and, oh, for and sure. I do yeah and I and I do think that because of the the direction of the movement since Stonewall since the black cat here in Los or here in Los Angeles since the 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 burning down of the gay bar in New Orleans in the 60s um, all of those incidents the movement since then has led in big cities to a more hand-holding situation, largely because of the impact, I think, of of the of the gay rights movement. And I think that's a good thing, but it's also a very bad thing because it shows that there's bias in police forces and there's bias in sort of how we treat different members of different communities, marginalized communities, based on their skin color. Yeah. And so I do think there's maybe a bit of a difference. I don't I do think that if here in Los Angeles, if there was a massive protest in West Hollywood and people were taking to the streets, I don't think they would bulldoze down. West Hollywood. I think that they would arrest people for sure, but I don't think that they would go crazy in sort of seeing what we saw in Ferguson and St. Louis, for example. I don't think they would go that intense.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly, I understand uh, the um, the line you're drawing, and I, I definitely recognize the, the difference between how uh, communities of color are treated and the gay community or LGBT community, but I still just think, I think, I guess my overarching point is just that the I think police forces have become more militarized and mm-hmm. are less less willing to, uh, like I said, sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, lose in a battle of wills. Uh, and you're a, a right there. I, I think ball. you're.
1: I think you're right there. And I think there are parts of the queer community, like trans members of the queer community, that would get an intense response from the police, but. If Definitely. it were a lot of those white gays outside the Abbey protesting, I think they would very politely be, you know, zip tied and moved into a van and then released the next day, very politely. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think it would be mm-hmm. the same response. Just my opinion.
2: Yeah, probably, probably because there's like money yeah. there and some sort of yeah. yeah, capitalistic loss at the at the hands of the police if they feel like they fuck with the wrong people. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: But it is it is insane though. It's when you brought up Stonewall, it did make me think. Like, you know, one of the things that I remember in college um, being surprised by is learning about how Stonewall, of course, is sort of the the North Star of moments in queer history. And it's the one we all can name check and everything. But there are so many more moments in big and small cities across the country of people doing things that that don't get the attention that Stonewall does. And I think and I think there's a lot of gay people, queer people in general, who just can't pinpoint those moments and we need a collective place, some sort of place perhaps in Washington DC where they could document the history of the of oh, queer people really in this country museum advocacy yes but yeah. do you,
2: I thought that I thought that exists It I exists in
1: pieces I, here and there and there's bits of it but like you know there's so, like like the the fire in New Orleans nobody knows about that and like so many gay men lost their specifically gay men lost their lives in that fire and it was Mm. all because of homophobia and it was all because of hate and that there's so many examples of in different ways of that that so many queer people just don't know anything about
2: i I didn't i didn't even know about the black cat until i moved here to la
0: and somebody told me that it was like i think it happened before stonewall even well apparently it did why don't we explain that though actually you you explain that Uh, black
1: cat was a (laughs) black cat's a bar here in los angeles and it was historically a gay bar here in los angeles and it got rated just like, I mean, the the story is very similar to Stonewall. It's just, it's just, you know, very, very different city. And also I think a different vibe too, because I think at that time, New York was not necessarily a liberal city that Los Angeles kind of was in that respect. Los Angeles has always kind of been Mm. a little, I mean, it's conservative, but there was conservative, but a little bit more forward thinking in terms of, it was more about Hollywood and less about, you know, the, the, the social problems. Whereas in New York, that was a that was a hotbed of a lot of different things going on and just like San Francisco in yeah. the 60s and 70s too that's what led to Harvey Milk's assassination so mm-hmm. like it wasn't like we think of San Francisco now as this liberal bastion but when Harvey Milk was there it wasn't that it was actually mm. there was parts of it that were very conservative dan white's district was fairly conservative irish american and catholic and so like i think it's important to know those things that that you that we don't just think San Francisco's always been this this amazing city for queer liberation and and freedom and liberalness. And it's like, that's not the case. And if we had a place that people could go to and learn about these things, I think we'd be better off and well, a lot less
0: stupid. You here. know what I, you know what I say about San Francisco It's the home of fruit and nuts.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, dude. I was just, that's, that is, I was going to say that because I remember Gallagher making a joke about that. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Like yeah, about a, how a, California is friend. full of fruits and nuts. And I was right. And I, all right. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Gallagher. I can't believe that came out of your mouth. Not even joking. So all of our regular listeners know Alan is anti-music, and I am largely anti-movie. But that said, I still, I mean, this, it, the Oscar nominations were just released What within the last week or two. Yeah. And I have a couple movies that I wanted to talk to Alan about. And Alan is, oh. of course, our resident pop culture expert and and anyway i I thought it would be good to check in with alan about uh his take on sort of the modern american movies you know uh uh scene and what he thinks about the oscars and we could chat about the two movies that i approve of that i've watched
1: (laughs) and we should also say too (laughs) that we were going to put this on the patreon on the the additional segment that we give our Patreon listeners, every single week called, mm-hmm. Oh, You Son of a Bitch. Mm-hmm. But we decided- it's a little personal. Let's, let's make it Let's make it the main one. Let's put it on the main. Let's do something on the main to give people a teaser of what's happening
0: over on the yeah. Oh, You Son of a Bitch. So this is what we're doing today. So go ahead, Brent. Ask so me just, just a reminder, our Patreon gets a little more personal, a little touchier. Mm-hmm. Alan and I argue a little more bitterly. Yeah. And that is what <laughs> we know you guys crave. We ask Elliot every week who he's had sex with and he refuses to answer <laughs> almost every time That's True, until we twist his arm. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a delight. So feel free to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash you're making a working. Alan, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Oscar nominations so far?
1: Um. Well, the or biggest shocker was the word. Barbie snub of Greta Gerwig yeah. and, and Margot Robbie deal, for best right? actress. It was a big deal. Um. And it, it, And it kind of created a really interesting conversation because, you know, of course, you can't have you can't have Barbie without Margot Robbie. Like it's like impossible. And it's also I don't think you can have Barbie with Greta Gerwig either. That collaboration was so steeped in sort of like what makes Hollywood sometimes so great, that director actor relationship that like you don't get a lot. And
2: and. And and the nomination of Ryan Gosling for Ken, yeah, but that was largely is the ultimate irony. It is an
1: irony because it is sort of the plot of the movie, but it also like his nomination was not only deserved but also expected. I mean, it was like it was largely sure. and the field, I will say, of best supporting actor nominees, potential nominees, was actually smaller than best Actress because it was such a good year for females for women acting in film. Mm-hmm. It was just such a good year for performances, lead performances that. It was a crowded field for people to get in there. It really was. Um, That said, and a lot of people started the conversation, brought up a really interesting point in the conversation that we were spending so much time talking about Margot Robbie not getting a nomination, and we weren't celebrating Lily Gladstone becoming the first, you know, First Nation uh, woman to be nominated for a lead Oscar. How
0: dare we and 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 (laughs) talking about America Ferreira, who
1: got a surprise nomination for Barbie for Best Supporting Actress that no one really saw coming. And she, you know, she's also like a really interesting part of the conversation. And so it it did I personally think that it is a bit of a snub. I you can't to me
0: it you seems like it, right?
1: Yeah, you can't... It's not an intentional snub because it is a snub because there were so many great performances. And like Margot Robbie said, like there's no way that she can feel hurt by it because she, the film got so much love. It got eight nominations. But I also think... It's, it's called, Barbie. It's called she's Barbie. She's Barbie. And also, yeah. too, it is sing, the film that single-handedly saved Hollywood this year. It is... Saved the it business. Is a film,
2: and she's also great. I mean, and and it was a film it, that was completely original. Yeah, it was such a unique movie. That, and, like... I mean it really was such a good, weird, unique movie to be such an enormous blockbuster.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And the idea that they would that that Greta Gerwig would not get nominated for directing something that was incredibly artistic and equally commercial is astounding. Yeah. Truly astounding. Yeah. I'm I, you know, I'm sort of hot or cold about movies. I'm not really I'm not a huge movie that guy. Surprises and me and like I was you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it does, just feels like a, <laughs>
2: A lot of time to put into something but i i i, I did see flowers of the <laughs> i like how i like how you'll invest
1: you know months of your life telling us that a man is the smartest man alive but yet you can't sit for <laughs> you can't sit for two hours not even to watch a barbie movie. yeah yeah i did i, did I know sit you did for two hours. that one
2: i like t- i like ch- like i like tv that's like comes in chapters i like well, who cares? Whatever it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I just don't yeah, care you know, about I, movies that much. But I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. That's a hard one. Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah. Flower.
0: What's that about? Well, so it is good. really
1: good because it yeah. is. It's kind of loosely about the start of the FBI in a lot of ways, and, and the, oh, okay. the origins of the FBI and sort of the injustices that we did to Native Americans in that in Oklahoma. I think it is right, Oklahoma, and um, and it is a really interesting film. It's a great film, actually, and the performances are great, and Martin Scorsese did a great job directing. Julie
2: Gladstone is She's remarkable, and she good. will
1: probably... It is... The best actress race really is a race between her and Emma Stone for Poor Things. Poor Things is a...
0: Now, what is poor that? Poor Things is
1: a really interesting film from the guy who directed The Favorite. He's directed a lot of sort of like Oscar films these past couple of years, and he's a great director. He's really great. But mm. Poor Things is about um, sort of like an allegory for a lot of different things, but it's about a Frankenstein type doctor who basically takes the brain of a baby and puts it in a woman who is recently deceased. And then basically she's reborn. Frankenstein like. Mm. And she sort of does mm. all the things. But because of that, because she's an adult with a baby brain. Yeah, that's,
0: that's based on a that's based on a real story. Yeah, it's
1: I the think. LA Glazer story. <laughs> um, and but because she's an adult with a baby brain, she just says and does she responds to adult things in a in that kind of direct way that a child would. So like
2: mm. and it's
1: it's it's interesting and the performance is great yeah. and it's all of the things I just, I, I'm, a, I, I, never really got on board with the poor things train. I don't understand it. I don't, yeah. I don't get. I, I think it's a great film, technically and everything. I just, but Emma Stone winning would be shocker because for mm. someone to win two, an actor to win two Oscars in a short period of time, it doesn't happen all that often. I mean, Jodie Foster did it, Tom sure. Hanks did it, but like in recent history, there's not many examples of people doing that. And so when it does yeah. happen, it's surprising. Um, so Emma Stone, can I? Could do that.
0: Can I can I talk now? Because I think I'm the most important person on the podcast. Yeah. I can I, <laughs> can I tell you that I was I, I was shocked at the popularity of Oppenheimer. Um. I remember when I heard that a movie was coming out about you know the nuclear arms race, literally like a year after Russia invaded Ukraine, and we had the most uh like aggressive rhetoric towards mm-hmm. nuclear war that we've had in our entire lifetimes uh i was i was like oh this movie's dead in the water no one's gonna want to see this shit right now and that's why i didn't see it i'm like i don't want to be reminded of of the pox that we've released upon humanity in creating these weapons no. um oppenheimer and, was but yeah it did really well oh oppenheimer
1: is a is I mean, it wasn't my favorite film of the year. Barbie was definitely my favorite. Well, no. Oh God, past God, Lives. Like everything Past Lives was like an incredible film, and I loved Past Lives. I I so did
2: much. not understand the I do not understand the 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 passion for past what, lives. What don't you
1: understand about it? That's shocking to me.
2: <laughs> I thought it was really well done, but I was like. I didn't understand what what is so what people find so extraordinary about that. Oh, movie.
1: human emotions! You mean you don't understand human emotions?
2: You I don't. love human emotions. I was <laughs> it was really well acted. I just am like, what's it about? Uh, no, it's
1: one of the, so it's about um, these two kids in Korea who are friends, and then they move apart, and their lives kind of go in different directions. One stays in Korea. One becomes a Canadian citizen and becomes an artist and does other things.
0: And, oh, yeah. Um,
1: and then their their, their paths kind of cross again for a period of time where they reconnect and they just sort of like zoom and stuff, but they don't see each other in person. And they kind of have, there's a bit of a romance happening there. And and mm. it stops really abruptly because one chooses, you know, to be realistic in her life and try to find someone who lives near her and who's an American and what all these things. And then, of course, he is longing for her all these years. Ten years go by sure. and he comes to the United States and they reconnect. And it's all about that day that they reconnect and thinking about mm. what your life could have been if you had just made a different decision that one time, that one moment.
0: So the, but there aren't like brains put into no. women's bodies <laughs> brains or anything no. from, so I, I'm not interested in, in a movie like no, that. but what's so great about um, that
1: Elliot is that what's so great about a film like that is we are so inundated with 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 kitschy things to make us think that we should care about it. Like a brain being put into a baby brain being put into a woman or some sort of over the top Marvel film or something. And when you have in Hollywood for a film that is about relationships and people talking and for it to be great and capture your attention for two hours, that is a film that doesn't come along very often. I, these
2: I, days. I, I usually love, th- I usually love those. I was just surprised that after watching it, I was like, yeah, this is good. But I, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm just blown away by the, passion with which it's been received because i didn't find it to be like grounds gra- oh, you know did. Earth, i did i thought earth I thought shattering it was,
1: i mean to write like that and to be able to make it and to not get bored is honestly very very hard is
2: very very hard the acting is wonderful yeah. too i i just i don't know it just didn't it didn't like blow my blow my yeah. socks one,
0: off. one of my favorite little things when um because my attention span has shrunk to that of you know a a six-year-old child who's being raised by an iPad. Um, I don't like movies and I just don't watch a ton of movies. I do like some movies and we'll get to my list of two in a minute. Um, I have one you do need to watch by the, the way. I
1: need to mention that.
0: Well, I will, I'll think about it for your birthday. But when the Oscars are nomin- when the Oscars are announced, my favorite is you can almost always find the animated shorts and the documentary shorts online, obviously for free. Uh, you can usually find them on YouTube. And I, I don't know if I always watch all of them, but I'll usually watch at least a few, and almost guaranteed one or two will be fucking incredible. Yeah. And I haven't dived into this year's crop, but I'm actually excited to do that. Do you guys ever look into those? Oh those, yeah. The shorts. Yeah. I mean, I oh, you do.
1: There's a, there's usually a day where they like in a <laughs> theater where they'll show all of them, and I usually go to that. Oh. Um, it's nice. Oh, it's fun. fun. There is a film that's nominated that I think is right up your alley, Brent. That you would. Love. It's called Anatomy of a Fall. It's sort of like a yeah. French, German, English. Like there's a lot of different. Oh, lot. It's man. a lot of different countries, but it's about a a, a murder essentially, or a potential oh. murder, and the and the wife possibly being the one who did it, and she has to like convince herself or convince. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but but how gruesome is it? I mean, it's not. It's <laughs> not <laughs> <just> <laughs> incredibly is gruesome. But, like,
1: but it is. <laughs> it is the kind of film that like. And the woman who I'm blanking on, her, Sandra Huler, she it doesn't. Sandra in, Bullock. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. An incredible performance <laughs> where you're watching her and you can't tell if she's the victim or if she's the murderer. And there's so many moments nice. of like going back and forth. It is a fantastic film. And that's the film that oh. a lot of people say kind of got in there and took barbie's place in certain categories particularly for oh, best director um wait is it in english or, or it's it's, just... it's it's yeah it is and not it's sort of a mix of everything and um uh, well i don't support it's a great I mean, film no, though it is a really I good that. i mean that's the thing this year there are so many fucking good movies this year i it's just mm. the, did I, you like it, saltburn i that's that wasn't nominated um for anything, uh, it wasn't, and we'll talk more about Saltburn in the next segment. Uh, but no, oh. Saltburn was not nominated for anything. It was completely shut out.
0: I really want to oh. see that Nazi movie. That's the Zone that, of Interest. I was just going to say much, that yeah. Zone of Interest. I don't know much about it, but the way uh, the trailers show how it's shot, and and I, I'm as you know, I'm not really a cinephile, so I don't really pay attention to that shit. But it's shot so eerily and creepily. You and would I like very, it. Very. It is a. I very much. I think I will. Um, yeah. Alan, send me your credit card. I'll, I'll go buy a ticket to, to, to watch that. Tomorrow. What about?
2: Is there some, Was this movie called Godzilla minus one? Is that an Oscar movie? I don't know what that movie is. It might have. Is it an animated movie? <laughs> I think Elliot
0: made it up. He definitely made that up. By the way,
2: my physical therapist mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds stupid." And she was like, "I think it's about monsters." And then, and she was like, but it might also not be. And I looked it up and it's like, seems like an analogy for, it sounds apparently it's like an, the answer to Oppenheimer as in like, yeah, but what about the people upon whom so the, the it, bomb was, it was dropped? It was
1: nominated for an Oscar and it's about um, post-war Japan at its lowest point. You know, a giant monster comes, it's nominated for best visual effects, mm. um, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't,
2: I like the idea of something like being, you know, analogy through Godzilla about, you know, recognizing like the destruction nuclear the war. Other yeah, end I, I the, think that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. But I wasn't again, like I I, I know nothing. Yeah. I will well, say it sounds I like mean, Alan's very pro nuclear war.
1: Um, I just love that the one Oscar <laughs> movie that Elliot knows is one that
2: got <laughs> Godzilla uh, got might a nomination for best visual effects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's it. That's
2: the, um, what are you so, what are you rooting for? Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Now, yeah, I I think we covered it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want, I just want to know what which one Alan's really yeah, rooting for if it's not, if it's not Barbie. For, yeah, what are you rooting
1: for? For Alan? I mean, for Best Actress, I'm rooting for Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I think she deserves it. Although I will, is a Net Benning nominee. She any? is, and let me just tell you, I don't know if you guys saw the post I did. I know Brenton because he doesn't follow me on Instagram, but I interviewed. <laughs> I follow Sadie. <laughs> I, yes, I interviewed Annette Benning last week for another project she's doing, Ooh. and but we talked oh. about um we talked about me. No, we NIAID? talked about Niad and her and Jodie Foster's mm. performances. They both were nominated, and uh, it's a great film. It's, it's a great performances definitely worthy of nominations. But I told her that that I and many other homosexual men are very very angry. Like Glenn Close, have they? Mm. Neither of them have ever won an Academy Award, and she mm. said to me one of the funniest things. I wish I could. Maybe I can play the audio. I wish. Well, I'll just play the audio. It's the funniest thing ever. Hold okay. on angry that um you and glenn close don't have oscars and it for years this has bothered me and now i know it probably doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me but there's a whole crew of primarily gay men out there who are just vehement that you deserve an oscar at some point in your career um are you aware of how angry we are that you don't have an
2: oscar <laughs> That's what you I want to know.
1: Wanted I didn't know you were angry. Oh my furious.
2: God. Furious.
1: Furious. Oh, please, you're furious. Thank God.
0: <laughs> I want you to just stay mad. <laughs>
1: and and <laughs> what, a dream. what was so great about that is you can tell she doesn't give a fuck about any of it. Yeah. She's just doing the yeah. job, yeah, and quickly. she's an actor. And I kind of fucking love that. I love that she's this yeah. massive yeah. movie star that is respected and and she she speaks so eloquently about the difference between stage and film and how the possibilities of film with acting can get up close and personal and it can, <laughs> it can show you things that stage can't and all of those things. And that's what she's actually obsessed with, not winning an Oscar.
2: Yeah. She also that's seems crap. like she's not like, I mean, again, I'm just saying this from watching her on The View recently, but she's like really good at talking about the craft, but she doesn't seem at all... Um, too precious or at yeah, all, yeah, like she yeah. seems very normal,
1: yeah. which is crazy because she's married to Warren Beatty. She's married to Warren Beatty. I mean, oh, right. she's she's he's been a, a and well, I mean, I don't think he's a kook. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. How is he a kook? Oh, I don't is. think he's a kook. What do you mean? I don't know. He seems like
0: it. I, I, don't, know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, no, very, um, but for very best, homophobic. for best, for but
1: be- no, he's not. He has a trans no, son. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, but I do think for best picture. <laughs> i mean what i want to win is barbie but it won't um what i think will win is oppenheimer it's gonna win and oppenheimer deserves Mm. best director and best actor Mm. is kind of one of best actors actually oh no this is the movie i want to talk about the holdovers the holdovers similar to past lives would be way over elliot's head he'd probably hate it but it is a intimate story about people and their feelings. And it's about I love it's those, about three usually. people who come together and they're forced to come together at a Christmas time at a boarding school. The teacher has to stay there to watch over the kid that's been left there, and then the cook stays there with the them. Passover and oh, I saw the trailer. And it for is this. such a fucking good movie. Mm. Divine Joy Rand- Randolph will win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress and for Best Actor. There's like tight race between Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer and Paul Giamatti for the holdovers. And I hope. Paul Giamatti wins because *The Holdovers* was perhaps, I mean, definitely one of my top three movies of the year. It was such a fucking I, I, good movie. I, I,
0: don't, I don't like Killian Murphy's face. It's just, it's, oh. I, it's like I know he's quote good looking. It just he looks grotesque to me. I think that's part of his it, his it's acting like a funhouse charm. Funhouse Mirror is that that's what yeah, that's what's I, good I mean, about what, it. To each their own, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I, um, no. Can we kind of cycle back to me now? Um, so <laughs> I I recently. I had to see, I had to watch the movie, A Marriage Story. Oh God. Uh, which is from 2019. And uh, for a an, an interview that I had, and then I did not get the job, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but I had to watch it. And uh, that movie absolutely it. blew me away. Oh, you really? hated it? Hated it, hated it. I I couldn't believe how realistic and it. brilliant I thought that dialogue was. Uh, we won't get it to, too into the weeds on this because I do have one other movie I want to talk about that I know you do not. I hate, like how you're bringing up an Oscar but...
1: movie from like years ago as like.
0: Well, yeah, because <laughs> that's the only movie I've watched in the last six months that was good. <laughs> it was. Is really that Scarlett brilliant. Johansson? Yeah. And, I mean, there's and, that fight uh... scene between Adam Scarlett Driver.
1: and Adam Driver that's become a meme because they look so ridiculous in it, and there's also oh, the so the good. Scarlett Johansson meme of her just going. If anyone watching the video you oh saw me God. do it, it's really they memed that movie so much because I mean, it got in a lot of Oscar nominations and it was it, the writing is great and everything. I just I the writing is I brilliant. think Scarlett Johansson is is just kind of hard to watch sometimes and in her acting and and I think Adam Driver was really the movie for me. He's who I responded to the most in the movie. Um, but I just thought it was bad.
2: Well, I saw I, a movie, oh, sorry, go ahead. I okay. was going to say I saw a movie, too, but I don't want to cut you off if you have more to say about a marriage
0: story. Um, well, no, I mean, that's basically it, but I'm just trying to, I guess, encourage our listeners to go watch it. I, I, I thought the lawyer characters were the best written lawyers, most yeah. realistic written lawyers. She I won the Oscar. Like, Oh, good, nice. Yeah, what's your movie, Elliot? And then we'll end with mine.
2: Well, I saw a movie uh, from 1995. Oh, so you're, uh, you're finally catching up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was even, I don't think it was even nominated for any that Oscars, film. but it's a cultural phenomenon, I guess, to die no. for. So the To, to
1: oh. Die For is an incredible film. Oh, it okay. was not nominated for any Oscars, although Nicole Kidman was highly touted to be nominated. And it's based on a true, it's inspired by a true story of um the, I forget her name now, but it was a wild story of the, not newscaster but she worked in a school in the sort of weather woman she wasn't actually a weather woman but she the real woman worked in a school and that she hired one of her quote unquote students to kill her husband and that mm. was kind of where to die for came I'm from intrigued. and the film it's is so, so good because it's kind of a dark hmm. comedy in a way
2: yeah i mean i remember seeing the i mean i remember knowing remembering it as a kid obviously not seeing it but thinking like it was like a I think I just thought it was some sort of like violent, mm-hmm. you know, hyper violent. <laughs>
0: you, you were scared of movie, <laughs> of course, yeah.
2: And then seeing it, I had no idea that it was like a Gus Van Sant so movie. Good. And I saw it at uh, Vidio's here yeah. in L.A. and it oh. was so good. It was like it was like if John Waters had done a really bleak, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, but like darkly funny uh, 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 crime rom caper. Cool. It was and wonderful. There's, there's I a loved line it. in
1: it that I love, where Nicole Kidman says something like, "Does it really matter if it's not on television?" And it's just such like a, yeah, it's so precious. So it's such can, a good movie.
0: Can can I give you a compliment, Alan? Here for maybe the first time in our 270 Ooh, episodes, please. You are, of course, uh, a beloved friend and a and a brilliant oh, man. Oh God, where's he going? Um, uh I mean you know brilliant with limitations of course whenever you argue with me you lose but uh I cannot believe your memory for movies and mm-hmm. the academy awards it is it is savant-esque. I love it I love it it's what I love. <laughs> it's what I love I mean what can I say it's what, it's what, what, what I love You lived for your entire life it, right? it is
1: quite literally ever since that moment in um, Mrs. Roush's uh, science class, where I had to do a free period thing, and she was like, "Just do a report on anything you want," and I did a report on the Oscars, <laughs> and then I became—I memorized every like major Oscar from the beginning until that moment in my life. Wow! And and then it just became a yearly obsession. I remember—I distinctly remember yeah. the first Oscars I watched, and I when I interviewed Tom Hanks, I told him it was the second Oscars I watched, but I told him about watching him win that Oscar for Philadelphia and how it like terrified sure. me as a child. Cause I knew something was up with me. And that was like, <laughs> that was my first sort of like Oscar moment of being amazed by the Oscars. That someone who I knew from all these movies that I love, Tom Hanks was winning this Oscar yeah. for this movie. And it just, it was a big moment for me. And so ever yeah. I think then, the I only the like,
0: the, well, only Osc- like the last time the oscars of, was of the entire run of our podcast um right? that said
2: i think the, the only oscars moment that like really re- like sticks in my head is literally Roberto Benigni, yeah. like walking on seats. Yes, in seat. I remember he that. He should not have Since won that like, Oscar. Love is beautiful. That Oscar pissed me oh, off yeah. so
1: fucking much because I should have went to Ian McKellen for Gods and Monsters. I'm still furious about that to this day. Mm,
2: also, I am think too. about how silly that a title of a movie it has to be, that. That is, love is beautiful. It's life, like, is beautiful. Oh, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Is beautiful. <laughs> like, could that? Could you? What? Like that is like like papyrus on. <laughs> Would like pup, that's literally like live laugh love yeah yeah life, yeah like love is, life love is life is beautiful
0: like oh like my like god
2: movie, right to the moon and back I can't believe that was that swept the Oscars but what do I know yeah, I all so I care about he, is Roberto Benigni
0: here's uh, the movie that I wanted to talk about uh, briefly is that so a lot of t- I'll preface with this a lot of times you know there's all these movies that it gets so they get so much attention and you try to watch them and they fucking suck balls. I know this isn't a movie, but I was trying to watch True Detective recently. It was fucking boring. I just, I find that so often pop culture um, is over, it's overstated in how good it is these days. that's just my own very humble opinion. That said, sometimes when you go back, when you go back, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) when you go back and you watch a classic though, you are like, oh, this is, there's a reason why this movie is still a Mm -hmm. central part of cultural lexicon. And the one I watched this week was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so uh, good. Of course with Jodie Foster, that movie is just so brilliant. And, and Hannibal, um, uh, Hannibal Lecter, of course, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins, just from, is so captivating from the second he's on screen. You know, it's gory. If you like that kind of thing, I do, but it's also fascinating. It's a psychological thriller. It's, there's all these incredible lines. I mean, that's that's really like movie making to, you know, to a T, right? Yeah.
2: No. Was that the same year as the Crying no, Game? No, that was
1: the Crying Game was '92. Sons of Lambs was '91.
2: Crying Game also popular, right? I <laughs> it don't was nominated. Think so. It was popular, and it was
1: nominated for quite a few Academy Awards. All the acting people were nominated, but it did not win uh, that many at all. Uh-huh, and, uh huh. Uh huh. No. Didn't
0: that have, didn't have Tim Curry in it? Didn't that, that have Tim Curry? <laughs> no, it didn't have Tim no, Curry. No, I think I'm thinking of, of Clue. Yeah, it Clue. You're, you're, you're comparing very, <laughs> Just end it there. very disparate concepts. Oh wow,
2: <laughs> Karina, Karina. Now that movie, Andre,
1: and another thing. So. On the red carpet recently, Elliot in the past segment brought up Saltburn, and I I politely told him to shut the fuck up about it because we're talking about it in the the next segment. Shut the fuck up, Elliot. Shut the fuck up god
0: Um, damn it you son of a bitch (laughs) but
1: the the marketing campaign for saltburn and also sort of barry um i can never say his name coagent coagent whatever fuck his name is um and and jacob elordi uh there was a lot of sort of like like there was a moment on the red carpet where they looked at each other in the eyes and they they pretended to kind of kiss and there's like a lot of flirtation and now with barry on promoting some other movie there's like you know, the, his male co-stars are like feeling his arm and it's all very sort of gay, you know? And I posted this the other day on Instagram. Um, and the response was wild about people. Cause I was like, you know, is it just, are just, are we in the season of straight dudes acting kind of gay for attention? Like, is that just what this is? Because that seems to be what everyone's freaking out about. Then that I'm also like, not not here for it you know what i mean i'm not not here for them acting kind of queer you're not
0: anti like you are music but exactly no
1: i'm not but the response i got was so mixed of people being like they're gay baiting or they're queer baiting and all these things but other people being like but i still want to see them kiss like i still Mm. want them to be doing these things Mm. like i don't want them to not do it so i wanted to know where you guys are at with the state
0: of queer baiting I find these artificial, and, I, and look, I'm, I'm gonna be controversial here. I even extend this into my porn selection at this point. Mm. I find these like contrived artificial interactions between straight men so uncomfortable at this point. And I am 100% not into it anymore. I'm not like politically appalled I just think it's like dumb and boring and and just like, if I can see through it, it's useless. Like, what's the point of that? Let's move on, guys. Um, yeah, I just find it silly and, and almost condescending in a way as well. What do you yeah. think, Elliot?
2: I just, it so doesn't even like register in my radar. I think I saw that clip of them like looking like they were gonna kiss mm-hmm. on the red carpet or whatever. And it's just, it's so, I guess it's so like, such a thing at this point like we've we've talked about it ad nauseum for years you know like it was a conversation years ago about harry styles or or nick jonas or whatever and now it's like it's almost a no-brainer that yeah of course this is going to happen because uh there's the the movie is so homo homoerotic if not just you know straight up gay um but i find it so boring but that being said i feel like the movement has been the move has been away from trying to bait gay guys into wanting to see it and more so towards the enjoyment of, and this is, this might sound weird, but like, it feels like it's, it's, it's for straight girls.
1: That's where I was going to go with this. So like, it does feel like straight women and women in general, I don't want to generalize like women in general are, (laughs) I like how Brent felt that he already did. Oh, you. I've already done. I've already done enough. Oh, you. So he you had to like. This, so, but he he had to mutter to it, it instead of
0: actually say it.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, went with
0: no, the but made no noise. But I
1: do feel like that women. It's for women now, and women are the ones. And I mean, it makes me wonder. Like, have women just? I mean, I know women have always watched gay porn, but like, I wonder what the viewing of women watching gay porn is actually. Has it increased now? Like, are we in an era of sort of just like women getting off on? Dudes being kind of queer, and I kind of love. I kind that- of love that.
2: It was funny because I I watched uh, SNL uh, last mm-hmm. night, and there was a scene where um, uh, like where two Bowen and then an- another actor who's I think straight in real life like have a rom- a potential romantic moment, a- and it's I-, I swear to God I was like surprised because women in the audience were shrieking with joy. Mm. At this, like one, at like a like a little punchline, you know, shrieking at the at the sight and possibility of two gay guys like kissing, mm-hmm. I guess. And I was like, that is so. It was so interesting, and it just it kind of feels like that. All it does feel like, gay, gay people and gay men in particular are like too smart now and disinterested in queer baiting because it's so. It, we're so used to it. We're yeah. so. I think I think we're so used with that we just kind of roll our eyes, and it has sort of transcended to women being into and are straight it. It's like guys it's like also them. Kind of
1: getting off on the attention now too. I think they are.
0: Well, we talked Maybe. about this many, many like in the infancy of TikTok. Well, in the infancy of TikTok becoming monstrous, yeah, uh, like huge. I mean, uh, I remember like one of the major themes was that there were like you know countless attractive you know, teen and oh, right. 20 year old yes, you know, guys that were basically just making like, you know, dance yes. content, yes. yes, shirtless. And it was like, they were straight, but they were always like flirting and like being flirting, sexy right. and like, and it was like, you know, some, I presumably some girls were watching, but also lots of guys were watching. It was all so bizarre. And you know, meanwhile, <laughs> It's it's some guy in like rural Mississippi being like, you know, trying to get his get men money. oh
1: wait and, gay men and to, to, Michael just texted uh, me uh, uh there's like a there's like a Japanese term for essentially I wouldn't say queer baiting, but it's called uh oh God, I cannot say it Fujashi 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 is a Japanese uh, term for female fans of manja, anime and not manga. manga. Thank you and novels manga. that feature romantic relationships between men right. Right, like I do love
0: either. that Alan called it Menja. I know, I Menja. I love that. Menja. I love men-ja. that. The, uh, Welcome to Menjina. The, the, le- the learned H. Alan Scott got something wrong. Oh, no, um, I, I do
1: that all the time. It's so bad. That's why I have to pre-read everything before I record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's kind of like um, the gay baiting is, you know, it's like, you know the you know those porn pictures where someone will Photoshop like a picture of Brad Pitt's face onto like a naked guy's body. <laughs> and they're like fairly popular. I always hated those. Cause it's like, it's not real. It's stupid. This is stupid. I
2: always it's thought real. it was a goof. Like, like even as a kid, it was like, yeah, that's obviously not like, uh, It's not real. I'm trying to think of the, the guy's yeah. name, but like the guy from- you know, Ryan uh,
0: Felipe or something. Yeah.
2: Right. Or whomever. It was just like, that's not, that's clearly not yeah. him.
0: I, is, who well, because the dick is like. always
1: kind of like fuzzy. You can see where they've like rubbed out, or the body just
2: doesn't match the yeah. thing. It, like it's it like,
0: just yeah. I love that
1: though. I love sense. the people who. There's a whole community on Reddit of people who like post those kind of pictures, and it's so funny to me.
0: It's so, so retro. Yeah. It is.
1: It feels like it's old very internet.
2: Very it internet. is very retro. Wow. Throwback. So Elliot, yes, yeah. are you the moderator there's of that group? Then it's retro. I, oh, yes, I'm very very busy with putting celebrity faces
0: <laughs> on other normal nudes. <laughs> Bert Reynolds on some hairy guys. <laughs> new body.
2: What would your aunt say? What would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
0: Maybe I should move to Seattle after all. <laughs>
2: my aunt uh, my aunt Joanne would say, you know, if Alan left out any anybody who's the queen of Snubs, it's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> That's true. That's that very is true. very
1: true. And I talked about that on the Parting Shop podcast about the Barbie Stub. There's connections oh. to Barbara there.
0: Uh, no, no, no. No other podcast talk on here, Alan. Sorry. We're sorry. cutting that out. I'm
1: sorry. We're I'm cutting sorry. that out. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see you edit it. <laughs> now, what would Aunt ann have to say? Aunt ann would say, oh, "Well, let me tell you something. I'll tell you my Oscar winner, Oscar the Grouch. I love cookies. I love cookies. I love cookies so much. That's Cookie Monster. Who cares? They're all eating cookies. Yeah. Oh, well. we <laughs> got Aunt got Anne, got she got it. it. Oscar loves Oscar loves trash. Aunt ann loves is. trash too. That is correct. Yes, that's yes. true. Yes.
0: Well, everyone. Well, Buzz Buzz,
2: it's award season, enjoy, go see your buzz, movies, Buzz Buzz. Buzz Buzz,
0: Buzz <laughs> Buzz, buzz oh, Buzz Buzz. <laughs> I was, I when are the to... Oscars
2: actually? March? Yeah, March? yeah, yeah, something Cool, like that. I will definitely be watching. <laughs> I was no trying either.
0: to find my list, I know I had a list of, of URLs that Elliot's OnlyFans page is under, but. I... Oh
1: my God, I'm stopping recording right now.